We interview someone from the radio business each Monday live on the Clubhouse app. Of course, you are about to hear this week's interview. We pack each episode with questions that we think are interesting and we'll uh, hopefully get interesting answers from our guest. Our guests, uh, of course, uh, we bring you um, guests with highly different and valuable content each week. So much focus has shifted to sales with a great deal of intensity over the past 25 plus years in our business. Having people who can set strategy, show a vision, rally local sellers and grow sales teams and outcomes are worth their weight in gold. The guest for this event you are about to learn is also pretty serious. And I think you can tell that, but he has the ability to make it fun. There is an unmeasurable quality to this guest. That is why we have been fortunate to reach out and hopefully uh, engage him in this process. And he's been so gracious to do it with us. You're going to see exactly what I mean in the next few minutes here. What can you learn from one of these strategy stars in sales? You're about to find that out for sure. Welcome to the Radio Rally on Clubhouse. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, and hearing stories from amazing radio pro and uncovering the path forward in radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. We help local broadcasters make more money. That's what we're about by being an affordable programming partner who can fully develop the right position for your local brand or brands, coach your morning show and other talents, design and execute station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce your daily music vlogs, provide excellent voice trackers, sales and promotional ideas that really move the needle and a lot more. We're confidential and market exclusive for radio. Reach out anytime. You've got something in the way of your revenue. You've got something in the way of ratings. We can help you. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Today's live event will be a podcast episode called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast. It will become available soon after the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. Meet our guest on the Clubhouse app, or you can subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a thing. The Encouragers. The Radio Rally Podcast is available on Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere you get your podcast. What is about to happen on this live event? Well, we've trapped a guest, Milt McConnell. And listen, he is the VP National and Group Sales Strategy at Alpha Media USA, Portland, Oregon. Before we get started with Milt, though, I want to share just real quick two things coming up for you. Uh, number one, of course, Steve Sinecropi will be here next Monday. He is the Senior VP and Market Manager for Odyssey in Greenville, South Carolina. This guy knows where to uncover the revenue, and he knows how to motivate his team in very unique ways. I think you're going to love hearing from him as well. We do, as a part of our overall overreaching strategy and what we focus on here at Rainmaker Pathway and on this podcast, we do encourage local radio sellers, sales managers, and market managers to, on July 7th, we have a special 
radio sales exclusive event plan just for you. You can mark your calendar and hang on. This event is appropriately called Show Me the Money. Alec Drake from Drake Media Group in Dallas and I will be co-hosting this event, and it will also result in a podcast episode, which means you can listen to it on demand after it hits the podcast. Odyssey St. Louis Senior VP Market Manager, Becky Dumyan will be with us. Also, Donna Baker, who's the regional VP for Cumulus and also over Kansas City, will also be on our exclusive revenue panel that day. But what is our real subject July 7th and why should you be with us? Well, it's about how we can help you boost your Q3 and Q4 revenue in your market. And no, we're not sales pitching you. This is like, we're going to give it all away right on the podcast itself. You want to be here for that. Um, Of course, you can see our full upcoming guest calendar all the way through mid-August for this podcast. It's in our free section, uh, free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We also there have encouragement for on-air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series, and even more encouragement for local radio sellers with our encouraging sales success series. And of course, we have free resources for anyone in the radio business today. Check it out. We don't lock away anything on our website the way some consultants do. Go to RainmakerPathway.com any time, see what you can get for free from our team. Today's guest is all about, uh, this is all about getting to know the VP National and Group Sales Strategy Guy at Alpha Media USA, Portland, Oregon, Milt McConnell. And listen, of course, Milt has a very important job today as the VP of National Sales and Group Strategy at Alpha Media, but his background offers unique views into a long string of successes and deep experience working for the old Clear Channel, Trumper, River City, Continental, hope I'm getting that right, Heftel, uh, Broadcast Spots, and Citadel, as well as a variety of markets with successes. And listen, he has fundamental expertise in the business of selling and managing radio, and we're fortunate to have him on the Radio Rally. Milt, Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you, sir? I'm great, Lloyd. I really appreciate you uh, having me on. You know, as I was listening to all those companies that I've worked for, it dawned on me that I think I was sold uh, nine times uh, in 20 years. And um, being uh, in Albuquerque during that time, I'm proud of the fact that uh, I was never fired. So in radio, that's uh, very unusual. It's 900 years in the radio business, right? I know. <laughs> I mean, it's really true. And, and and in the 90s, and probably since then as well, you feel like you can sit in one spot and work for a whole bunch of different companies. So Yeah, and that's what happened because that was during consolidation when everybody was, uh, you know, aggregating signals like there is no tomorrow. So. You know, it's really interesting during that time, Milt, I worked for a company that was known to be – uh, an acquirer of things and and uh, programmers and other people would meet me at seminars and they'd be like, oh, you're so lucky you're working for them. And I'm like, do you not understand what is happening here? We are cards in a game. We're not in the game. There are fat guys playing with these cards. <laughs> We're the cards. Yes. So, you know, this is a different kind of thing. Listen, we always kind of start these interviews in a similar place, even though 
we may not end up in the same place in the end. Of course, you know that's got to be true for some radio folks. When did you first think about radio as a career or even a job for yourself? Well, that's a great question. Um, it occurred uh, in high school, actually, uh, in Indianapolis uh, at Warren Central uh, on the east side, uh, when in homeroom, uh, the announcements you know, were going on, and, and one of the announcements said, hey, we're thinking about starting a radio station. Anybody interested, you know, please meet up in the convo room you know, at 3 o'clock. So um, I uh, used to be a huge fan of Jerry Baker, who was the play-by-play guy on WIBC who broadcast the Pacers uh, of the old ABA, you know, the old red, white, and blue basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I really wanted to be I, – I thought I would make a great play-by-play announcer. And uh, so I went down there, listened to what they were going to do. It was uh, WEDM, the 10-watt giant of the east side. Of course. 90, 91.1, yeah. Um, and they said, okay, uh, we're going to have tryouts next week. Okay. So I go down there. Uh, they put me in what I would term a closet with a black and white uh, film projector and one of those uh, cheap, you may remember those uh, Panasonic tape recorders with a plastic microphone. Mm. And so they played a black and white recording of Warren's basketball practice, and I was to announce that. So I pretty much uh, did my best Jerry Baker impression. And from there, I was able to get the play-by-play for basketball. And then I ended up doing color uh, on football. So that's that's, that's how so, it started. That's so interesting. Uh, it just kind of <laughs> played right into your hands there. And look, I've I, I got to ask this question. Did you really begin uh, as a selling news director? I want to be clear. Well, people would be listening to the podcast. I mean that <laughs> selling news director. Is that really was that a job? Well, uh, before that. So when I was uh, at Indiana University, I was doing news and weather on WFIU, the classical station. Right. And nice. uh, it, it just so happens that back in the day, and this is really dates me a little bit. Broadcasters would come into the broadcast school of journalism at IU and interview people for jobs. And on this particular day, uh, WTCJ, uh, an AM station in Tell City was there. Yeah. And I interviewed uh, with them, Jim Brewer, Brewer Broadcasting, and Dave Stricker, who I just had lunch with actually today. Um, and I thanked him profusely for getting me going. Um, the WTCJ hired me as a news guy. I did 15 minute newscasts at 6 AM at noon uh, at five o'clock. Uh, we did top and bottom five-minute casts. But the thing that really was amazing, Lloyd, was the community involvement. So we would be at every city council meeting on both sides of the river. So for yes. those of you who don't know about Tell City, it's halfway between Louisville. <laughs> I used to call it Louisville, but Louisville and Evansville. <laughs> and so we would cover Canelton, uh, Tell City, Hawesville, Kentucky, they had a total different system there. So I would cover meetings probably four nights a week, come back, dub the audio from, you know, my interviews to prepare for the next morning newscast. So there's a lot of smoke filled rooms, a lot of, uh, you know, old RFPs being read. Uh, and that's how I, I, I broke in to that. And I saw the sales guys leaving to go play golf, you know, at three and four o'clock. And I and I I went to the 
manager and I said, hey, is there any way that you would consider me for a potential sales position? Because I couldn't help but notice they drove nicer cars. You know, uh. they looked like they, you know, were, were men of, of, of leisure <laughs> back, <laughs> back then while I was sweating away, right, doing all sure. this heavy lifting. And um, the owners, uh, Roland and Matha Brewer, said, okay, we'll give you a shot. Well, my shot, and I use that air quotes here on Clubhouse, is that I got the opportunity to sell into the gospel music hour on Sunday mornings. Really? So you talk about overcoming objections and, you know, why would anyone want to be a part of that? And so uh, there just happened to be a pizza place opening near the station. So, and I drove by it every day. So I popped in there, talked to the owner, did my normal newsmaker interview and got some detail. And I went back and I cut a spec spot and sold him a schedule. <laughs> you know, Bill, you are a very interesting fellow <laughs> going back that far. And I wanted to ask this question. So tell us which comes first, the chicken or the egg. In other words, uh, we know that you got hired as a as a news guy, right? But to you, which came first for you? Would it be the news director thing, or did you? I mean, clearly you've you've gone over to the dark side. I have gone to the dark side. I ejected a long time ago. I totally, you know, I have my Herb Tarlick coat sitting in my closet. Um, I did do news, and I was committed to doing news. Um, I I got a great education at IU at the broadcast journalism school there. Uh, Dick Yoakum um, really taught me a lot. We learned about editing. We learned about questioning. We critique news. I was a total news guy. But did like you said, have did you have but, a desire to be Edward R. Murrow? Um, I'm not sure that I aspired to that, uh, but I did uh, on WFIU. Uh, I was with Tom Bartunek, and Tom ended up. You know, it was a great incubator, by the way, FIU was. Mm -hmm. He went on to uh, be on the air at uh, QXR in New York City. Um, mm -hmm. But I I loved doing the critique of news. I loved the journalism part of it. But I also, again, saw what was going on on the business side. And I just felt that my skills at asking questions could pay a bigger dividend. I love that you said that because I I write a lot um, and I write a, a column for Radio Inc. Uh, that's all about sales. And sometimes I just have this desire to talk about that job as not being a sales job. Everybody's so focused on sales, 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 sales. And there's such it's so intimidating to new sellers. I always say it's like being a detective. You're asking questions and uncovering the truth. Right. And when you get there, you've got a sale. Is that not correct? That is absolutely correct, and it is a lost art, and I think is something that a lot of sellers, you know, don't have their ears on, you know, right? They're so busy trying to get their package of the moment uh, across that they're not actually asking the questions that can get them to the promised land. You know, prior to getting uh, in that radio scene, you know, I was the guy, so, you know, I think you kind of uh, figured this out. So I was a door-to-door -door sales guy for my high school, right? I sold seeds. I yeah. sold candy. I sold magazine subscriptions for the Boy Scouts. So I was used to rejection and, right. and used to asking people for the order. So that was always underneath. I just thought that I, I would be more of a, a news person. And it just turned out that sales was my uh, passion and 
I just moved on that way. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I tell the story sometimes about Meryl Streep, which a lot of us know as a really amazing actress, right? Yeah. <laughs> I read I read this interview with her where she said she doesn't act. And I'm like, oh, I want to hear this. And she said, acting is really reacting to what is being said. So the most important skill is to listen. And in many cases, with sales, people gravitate toward the big talker and they go, you know, you'd be good at sales. But the truth is more like the people who can ask questions and identify the answers that lead them to the sale. That's the thing, right? Right. And I I think, you know, the other thing is uh, I enjoy telling stories. Yeah. Because in a lot of, even though we have 207 stations and 44 markets, it's not all cut and dry where I have the you know, the number one cluster, I have to go out and tell a story, you know, like in Chicago, we've got seven suburban radio stations. So right. I have to talk about the fact that people tend to do business closer to where they live than where they're commuting to. And to help understand that you can't drive, quote, the Chicago market on the map in a day. You can't. And so those mm-hmm. kind of things, I think, really um, you know, for anyone into sales or want to get into sales, if you're a good storyteller, like on-air people are great storytellers, right? Absolutely. I've had they some great be. on-air people be great sellers as a, as a result. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because I talk yeah. about that, too, in terms of endorsement and in terms of getting them involved with your sales team. Listen, I got two different questions for you now. Okay. They really are going to sound like the same question. Did you... And do you now like selling? Well, I did and I do. (laughs) Uh, And again, I I think in my job, every day is so different. Um, I handle actual national for a couple of our markets uh, directly. And then I usually work with, you know, all of our market managers who usually are handling national. We have very few dedicated folks uh, doing national, usually a general sales manager. And then I, I get to work with three rep firms, right? So I have Crystal, Cats, uh, and Eastman, because as Larry Wilson put together all of these radio stations, they were all uh, differently repped. So uh, I have a whole new appreciation for 15 national offices and managers in each office for each rep firm and a sales team underneath them. Do you um, learn a lot of things from different cultures that you intertwine with? I do. I think that's one of the big benefits of, you know, going to a market and and seeing the way things are done. Because every, you know, they talk about, Bob Profit talks about this, every market's different, only about 10%. But whatever that 10% is, that is unique to that market, and that's the story that needs to be told and often is not communicated, particularly nationally. You know, local right. people might know might know about it, uh, but not necessarily on a national basis. And 10% is a big deal. It's a bigger deal than people think. It is, absolutely. There's no, no question about that. So listen, you had this ambition pretty rapidly to get into sales and really sales management. Are you a good teacher of sales? Well, I think um, the true litmus test to that are people that I work with who have come back to say something to me. And I've had several of those recently 
on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn particularly, who unfortunately a lot of them have left the business, mm-hmm. but talked about the, the kind of selling strategies and the concepts of, uh, you know, that consultant sell that we all talk about is so important right. and how that helped them in their career. I mean, I, I think the best thing as a sales manager, you got to see the, you know, result of your mentoring right with your cluster, right? In right. each individual, however you sold it. So, you know, I believe me, we've sold it a million different ways. Single sales staffs, combo sales staffs, uh, we'll sell these two together, whatever. Um, but, but I think, you know, the selling aspect um, and, and the management part of it is so rewarding, uh, particularly uh, I've had some success in my past. Now, today, obviously, I'm not hiring anyone. Uh, I'm working with existing reps and managers. But when I did, you know, some of the best industries to hire from, uh, like a server at a restaurant, I've had a couple of really great successes because they care about customer needs. They're listening to what you're ordering. They care about speed to market, right? And they care about yes. getting it right. And they care about getting it right. Seem very simple, but any one of those legs of the stool, Lloyd, you know, could could keep you, you know, from not making money if you if you're not good at ma- maintaining all of that at once. Hey, and if you find one of those that's really hungry, you're really in trouble because they'll tear it up, right? Right, because they don't know. Again, they don't know what they don't know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have always considered myself a student of the game. Um, you know, I've even had a couple of successes where I've converted some media buyers, talk about the dark side, uh, you know, to, <laughs> to the radio sales side. So, you know, it can happen. Uh, right. You know, it, it's just about, you know, caring about the craft and, and investing in people. You know, that's, that's one of the things when you talk about, you know, the consultancy that you have. You know, it's got to be a part of what you do, uh, you know, yes. the nurturing of people and nurturing that, and caring about them. Yes. yes. Uh, and that, you know, I think COVID has shown us a little bit uh, of how important that is. Um, right. But and I'm hopeful that we've learned from that. Yes, the 21st century is not for the faint of heart, is it, Milt? No, it is not. (laughs) Okay, so listen, uh, here's a a really resonating question for anybody who deals with sales all the time. What is the toughest thing about sales for most people? I think um, resilience, right? So resilience Mm -hmm. is one thing that we learned about in the COVID scene. But, you know, for those people who are so – we live in a world – uh, as you know, that is a scratch and sniff, immediate gratification. Yeah, I and got it at my fingertips, right? Give it to me do. right now. And there's people doing it right now while we're talking, because that's the great thing about Clubhouse. You can be doing other things, yeah. um, right? And so that is going on. But I, I, I think, you know, the work ethic uh, is so important. I hate to sound, you know, curmudgeonly, but, you know, one of my best mentors was Bob McCurdy, God rest his soul. Bob was my local sales manager in Indianapolis. He went on to be a seller in uh, Chicago for cats, then the office manager uh, in Minneapolis, and then the New York sales manager, and then went on to the upper echelon uh, of cats. And I've learned from him uh, the work ethic. He was the number one NCAA scorer during his time in Richmond. And he would talk about going to the gym for, you know, 10 hours a day. And that kind of grind. I doubt very seriously that we have a lot of people willing to invest in themselves and their craft 
you know, that work ethic thing um, to make it successful. Yes. So when you say it's the toughest thing, I think it's self. You know, you have to look inside yourself. You know, I, I was the guy who always, you know, knocked on doors and asking for money. So it came naturally to me. I'm not sure that that is the same for everyone, even well, people who and, have and, sales. And listen, I don't know if you find this to be true, but I, let's just talk about humans in general. Uh, sure. No one listening, of course, and no one talking right now Okay, <laughs> on this thing. But other than us, okay, other people, it's really tough because uh, people will do so much hard work to avoid doing the work that is necessary <laughs> right. to try to get away from the work that they would be easier. It'd be so much easier and better if they just do the work, right? Right. Well, um, you know, Bob uh, made me learn the hard way. This is really old school and this would never be done today. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a rookie seller, you know, moving over from Richmond, Indiana, uh, who was selling country to selling, you know, FBQ and rock, I had to bring five business cards back every single night of a local business person. You know that and you talk about focus. That's like being at the free throw line and shooting 100 free throws before you can have dinner. <laughs> and and why would that not be done today? <sighs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I because I, uh, I, 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 I believe that people think that would be harsh. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I first got to Portland and I said, hey, how come we're not making five or six calls a day? Right. Uh, you know, uh, well, that's just not that's not what we do. Wow. So that, that was a, a learning a learning lesson. I know it's. It seems so basic, right? I mean, it just seems, yes. you know, uh, what does it take to stay top of mind with your prospect? You've talked about it in prior, uh, you know, uh, clubhouse meetings like this of the trust. How do you build trust? How do you how do you build the sense that you are going to help someone because you have information that they probably hadn't thought of and have a new avenue with now I have this digital platform to go with my big mouthpiece? Yes, and yes, yes. Here, here's a situation from another competitor you may be familiar with in your space. And this is the success story I'd like to tell you about. And so I wonder, are we doing the things necessary to set us up to be able to tell that story? That is 100% correct. I would, I, <laughs> there's nothing I can add to that. I will say this, you Indiana people are tough from David Letterman all the way down. <laughs> I'm just put that out there, and I yeah. love David Letterman, so I've yeah. fallen on that side of whatever the, that is. It's the Midwest stock, you know. Yeah, I'm just telling you, okay? Now, I listen, know. was it difficult for you to make a decision to get involved as a general manager, the old term for market manager, when this yeah. happened in 1984? Yeah, that was not hard. The circumstances were hard because uh, one of the people that uh, I was close to uh, was terminated. Imagine that in the radio business. And I was oh, the DSM at the time. And uh, I had, uh, and this is a lost skill too, the the art of selling up. Like when you're a seller to sell up to your sales manager or if you're a sales manager to sell up, hey, here's what I'm doing here. Here are the things I'm contributing to the sake of the organization. I was fortunate to have met with the uh, owner of the company and they flew me down to quote interview for the job. And, uh, you know, I was able to tell them that they're going to have success because I already have the relationships in the market 
um, and to give me a shot. And that was Alan Henry and Gulf Broadcast Group uh, back in the day with WFBQ. I'm sorry, and, I bet that was impressive to them when they heard those words. That's what they wanted to hear. It was. And we were on a on a roll there. Uh, and it, it just continued. It was, uh, you know, just a outstanding time. We had great sellers and they all had great work ethics. And it, it really, you know, paid off. It was that was an easy team to lead. That well, in, in the words of David Letterman, you see kids, that's the way it's done right there. <laughs> that's how you do it. So right. did, did you, it sounds like you had mentors in our business or in your personal life. Are you the kind of guy that has a mentor? I have many mentors. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, there, uh, Bob McCurdy was one of them. You know, Dave McNamee, um, who's no longer with us either, was a programming guru. He's the guy that uh, found Bob and Tom. Um, oh. And brought them to Indianapolis from Petoskey, Michigan. Yeah, they did um, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I happened to be the general manager at the time, at the tender age of 31, when we beat WIBC, which was no uh, easy feat, 25-54, the first time that had ever happened. And uh, he was just amazing at picking out talent. And when I ended up leaving there to go to Albuquerque, I um, for a GM job down there with uh, Alan Henry, because he sold golf to Taft. Um, he found a, a person by the name of TJ Trout, who was legendary in Albuquerque on the rock side. And we recreated that same thing. Nice. And to have those kind of people in your court from a, from a mentoring standpoint, who just have a knack and you learn from that. And I, well, I wonder- up wisdom, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. All right. So listen, once you got into the GM's chair today called the fabulous market manager, you know, yeah, that, right. that position with what is it they say? Uh, the responsibilities far outweigh the privileges. I think. <laughs> uh, you stayed there for a long time. How different is it driving the entire ship versus being the sales manager or director of sales? Well, I think you're applying the same techniques that you are as a sales manager or a director of sales. The the only thing is, and look, even as a DOS and GSM, you're working with other departments. Um, I think the fun for me was I was really into uh, the business side of things. So I made it a point uh, to get close to our chief financial officers to learn about the nuts and bolts of the business side. Um, and that was intriguing to me that drove me beyond just the sales side. But the most fun Lloyd, and you probably get to experience this mo more than most people, and that is when you're getting ready to rebrand a station, or in my case, I got to launch several stations from scratch. Yes. Yes. When you get the opportunity to get your hands on a plant, you know, like you say, we've done the research. This is what the hole looks like. This is what yes. we're going to be doing, right? And here's the marketing campaign. You know, yeah. yes, that, those used to exist. Uh, and, and you <laughs> they still that, exist, by the way. They still exist. Put that in, in place and then see the result. Because as you know, revenue always follows ratings. Yes. So to be able to make those decisions, to be able to hire talent and, again, surround yourself with great people as the market leader, as the market manager, you can't it, – it's just um, unrivaled in the satisfaction quotient in radio, in my it's opinion. Pretty, it's pretty awesome when you are handling direct creativity and strategy. 
um, at, at the level that we get to do it sometimes. So one of the ex really extremely exciting things about our business and still is in, in, in its form today, okay? Yeah. Well, we just had, here, I'll give you a perfect example. Please. Um, out in uh, San Jose, and you might have read about this in the trades, you know, we uh, flip K-Bay. Yeah, I might have uh, heard about that. <laughs> which was a classic hits uh, station, yeah. Yeah. And uh, KRTY uh, was purchased, which was the country station in the market. And they uh, went out of that format after Morning Drive Friday. But, you know, to go in and do pre-sell on what that would be to be the only country, at least at the moment, in San Francisco, uh, is an exciting storytelling opportunity. And to be able to look, and, and you talk about, the personalities and now how they're involved in their social media and the videos that they're doing about their involvement in the market and at concerts and that kind of thing. That is super exciting. So to be able to track that from, hey, we made this decision. This is what it's going to be like. That is going to be super fun. You bet it is. Listen, you know, I get to um, I get to slide these really horrible questions in with the good ones. Okay, that's that's the joy I get of doing this particular thing. So, you've been involved in a lot of hiring of salespeople over the years, and I know that you're you're not directly doing that, but right, I know right, it's right. a big part of your life. Okay, yeah. so I know you have conversations about this. How has that changed? And specifically, what do what do your people look for as far as key signs that somebody that they're looking at may be really good at sales? Well, a lot of the sellers that we're hiring now are coming from other other disciplines. So, you know, it's not like you have to teach them sales skills, right? So it could be someone from the, you know, copier business, for example. You know, there's not a, between that and maybe uh, insurance sales, you know, radio is slightly above that, right? Yes. Uh, in the scale, let's hope, hope that's perceived. Um, knowing that, Product knowledge really is the only thing you have to make sure they know how to do because they're not afraid of making the number of calls because they've made more calls than you and I have made, you know, so far this year, probably. You bet. You um, bet. But I will say this, you know, uh, Alpha has made a huge investment on the digital side and we have dedicated uh, digital sellers now in multiple markets. Uh, uh, you know, can I can I just yeah. pause right there and say you so smart? I mean, <laughs> well, it's not me. That wasn't my decision. I'm just telling you. I'm just giving you the uh, well, but what's I, what's going on. Well, but I love that because I think that the opportunity is so big in digital, and there's still stubbornness in our business about it. Well, that's the way we overcome it. So you know, you remember when you roll out? Let Let's just say back in the day, we rolled out a sales package. 33% of the sellers would be on board. So, oh my God, this is great. 33 in the middle would go, yeah, that's okay. And 33 goes, ah, I'm not going to sell that. Yeah. So that's what happened with digital, right? Yeah. And so I think that's why we've come to the conclusion that having digital campaign managers, people who manage all of the assets, you know, whether it's OTT, I mean, all this, the stuff that we are now able to do. You bet. And, now, I don't know if you saw this, Lloyd. Did you um, happen to see Gordon Burrell's uh, presentation on where radio is as it relates to the future? Yeah, very interesting, right? It was. He said, 
and I quote that, you know, radio is in a great position because in the next couple of years, we're going to have more sellers and feet on the street than our competitors. And if we get the expertise necessary, we could be a driving force, you know, in this digital arena. And I truly believe that that is the case because we do have great relationships. Um, and that's, absolutely We're right? rooted in the community. Come on. Right. I know. And, and, I know. and here's the thing. It's like, we still have conversations about, Oh no, you know, we want to be radio. Well, my conversation is always like this with clients. Like, look, radio can be bigger than it's ever been. Not smaller. Yeah. Stop thinking smaller. This is another lane for us. Once you have a radio station, you get anything else you want. Let's go. Right. Well, one of the things I talk about, um, and I'm sure you've seen this, uh, Nielsen has done our industry a great favor uh, by putting that total universe slide out, which has shown now for almost six years now that we're the number one reach medium, right? Mm -hmm. I never thought I would live long enough to see newspapers go away. Uh, oh, that, yeah. is, that is that has happened. And oh. I never thought that radio would you know, have the kind of reach that we have compared to TV. That has happened. I don't know how many people actually show that slide to um, a, a potential prospect. And the reason I say that, you know, just flying around recently, I love the question when they say, what do you do? And I said, well, I help small and medium-sized businesses with their marketing. I have to work for Alpha Media. We're a broadcast and digital company. Oh, radio. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That must be, <laughs> must be awful for you. I go, what, why would you say that? Oh, well, I listen to XM or I only listen to, you know, podcasts. And I go, well, you'll be surprised to know. And then, of course, I have to go into my little slide. Go, here, let me show you this because I have it on my phone. I've got it on my iPad and I just love getting it out. Well, and people are shocked. Yes. <laughs> They're just shocked. I'm going back to that David Letterman thing. And this, kids, is how you do it. Did you see? He's got it on his phone. He's yeah. Like, yeah. like, let me show you what you don't, you're not thinking about. So, right. listen, you've been involved. I, around the turn of the century, it seems like you took maybe a left turn into affiliate sales as VP of broadcast spots. What did you learn from this? Oh, boy. Uh, I know we have a limited amount of time, but so one of my mentors. <laughs> you learned a lot. <laughs> one of the, I did learn a lot. I will, I will try to tell it like I would tell it and not like my wife, Eileen, would tell it. Um, oh, I see. So, so uh, uh, Jeff Trumper, one of, one of my mentors, um, started BroadcastSpots.com. I worked with Jeff. Uh, Jeff uh, had roots with ABC, WLS in Chicago. He owned uh, Trumper Communications 1 and 2. He had KKCW in Portland for a while. Uh, he had clusters in Salt Lake. He bought uh, our, put our cluster together in Albuquerque. You know, he's the guy that bought it for $15 million and sold it for $55 million. Okay, that's yeah. the kind of guy we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Someone who really gets, gets business. Well, we wanted to create a platform to be able to buy and sell radio like we do airline tickets. Yes. And so broadcastspots.com was born. Um, you know, we, we got some folks from Niels, or at that time, excuse me, Arbitron, myself, a couple of uh, key sellers from Chicago. We split up the country and we started going making calls. And we had two sets of calls, Lloyd. We would call on the radio station because we needed the radio stations to post their inventory for sale. Right. Well, this may come as a huge shock 
to you and anyone else on the call, but there was crossed arms, unbelievable rejection to that idea. Oh my God, if I put my uh, prices on there, someone else is going to see them. My, my competitor, I can't do that. <laughs> okay. So why that was, why that brick wall was happening oh, yeah. uh, while we're in that market, well, we would call on ad agencies. And of course I was calling, I'm going to call them the media director because I know the media director. And I go through my pitch and the media director would say, so you want to get rid of half my staff. And I, uh, 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 and so what we learned, the big learning part oh, of this, because broadcast spots was eventually bought by media passage, which, which had, uh, done electronic execution for newspapers for years successfully. Right. Right. Um, but we were calling on the wrong people. You know, don't, don't take no from someone who can't say yes. We should have been called calling on chief financial officers to show you how I can streamline the process for you. Right. Right. Um, but we didn't do that. So broadcast spots kind of went away. Well, what you really ran into is something that you and I have run into a bunch of times, institutionalization. <laughs> yes. Right. So, yeah. so listen, you've been with Alpha for a long time now. Um, almost a decade, if I'm getting that right. Well, almost. It'll be 10 years in March coming up. Yeah. yeah. Look, so you started as a market manager, but your right. role has grown a lot. Tell us about your work at Alpha. Well, I uh, have my hands in a number of pots. Uh, I had mentioned I deal with uh, Katz, Crystal, and Eastman on the national side. Yes. I really do focus on the top 20 markets, so those tend to be the um, you know, rated markets. Um, however, I find myself helping sellers uh, come up with strategies and research on automotive or, um, you know, use Scarborough to come up with compelling stories. I, I spent a lot of time doing that. So I'm kind of a support mechanism um, in, a, in a great way uh, at the corporate level for people in sales, uh, which I right. totally enjoy because I, you know, they're every one of those Lloyd is a unique problem or a situation that requires a different thought process. So I, yeah. I, I love that part, the group stuff, you know, I get a lot of leads, believe it or not, we still get, I, I saw today's a holiday, Juneteenth, and I had seven leads off our corporate website uh, wanting to buy radio advertising in specific markets, right? So I love being able to group together uh, based on what the advertiser is looking for, of course. Um, you know, so our stations in Texas, for example. So, you know, we have San, San Antonio and Amarillo, Tyler, yes. uh, uh, Lubbock. To be able to put together programs, you know, for that kind of region, or like I said, in Chicago, it's one of my favorite stories having that suburban story. But then in San Jose, which is an embedded market within San Francisco, we also have stations uh, in the East Bay. So to be able to show, you know, which is like 20 plus percent of the market. So that plus 25 percent that is Santa Clara or San Jose is a pretty significant, you know, uh, reach. So right. putting stories together for that um, is really, you know, what I spend most of my my time doing. But I love interacting. Uh, I, I miss here's what I miss. I miss the face to face sales calls. I would be on the road seven weeks out of 13 really? right? for the last three and a half years prior to March 10th of 2020. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when, when people say, gee, what kind of company is Alpha? I, I say Alpha is a very forward thinking company. It's like radio was in the 80s. 
We have a very small corporate staff. You know, Bob Prophet uh, is one of my mentors, and it's, it's pretty just brilliant guy. Yeah, it's just a pleasure to be able to not have to spend five minutes on a problem. What do we need to do? Yep, let's do it. And that's so refreshing because I know yeah. that doesn't go on for a lot of people in our industry. Mm, so true. Listen, yeah. you're somebody who's seen a, a lot that impacts sales, both good and bad. How how did y'all manage through COVID? Tell us about that super bunch of fun. <laughs> well, you know, I, I will say this. I uh, In my case, I'll start with me first. So, again, because I had already made those relationships uh, happen and, and I had been seeing those same buyers virtually every quarter for over three years, it was kind of a non-event for me um, because, you know, through email or the dreaded Zoom call uh, and presentation, you know, those relationships maintained. Uh, The thing I felt for uh, is our local staff to go out and develop business, uh, to not be able to see people face to face. Uh, but we weather, I, I am so proud. I'll never forget when I, uh, so during COVID, I, I actually moved uh, from Portland to Bend, Oregon, which is central Oregon. And I pitched Bob and the RVPs on me doing that. <clears throat> and, you know, that was November of 19, uh, Lloyd. And you know, I don't know, I'll have to look at that. Yeah, I need to see. Uh, anyway, they finally made the decision. It's okay. And then finally, you know, in March, as I was flying down to Dallas, watching all of my appointments cancel, you know, you, you realize that things have changed. But mm. I, I think everyone rallied. You know, you talk about the rallying of radio, um, I, I think, in all of our clusters. Now, in some of them in the Midwest, I'll just say this, there wasn't uh, the kind of closures that we experienced. That's right. right. In California or Chicago or Louisville. Uh, All those. Um, But I I, I think we managed uh, incredibly well. We didn't, you know, have any layoffs. Um, We managed to move our business forward. And, you know, we actually had, you know, a virtual managers meeting and um, we figured it out. Uh, I'm probably the most proud of seeing how how that could still how regular business could still go on. It was super refreshing. Well, it's innovation, right? Yes. You know, that whole mother of necessity thing, <laughs> it happens. And and look, some people handle it better than others. We've seen that with our clients across the country. And as you pointed out, different markets are different. They've been hit in different ways. And, right. And, and I always like to tell people, look, good things and bad things happen to everybody. You notice when I said that sentence, I didn't say that, you know, only good things are going to happen to you. Nope, you're going to get it all. So it's our resilience and how we deal with things. What is the most important or most enjoyable part of your job today? Um, I think my most enjoyable part is is getting that story I was telling you uh, for a particular advertiser who tells me no, right? And um, I had a, a recent case where I had one of my uh, media buyers who I've known for years and years and years who originally said no to a particular proposal. And I I went through page and paragraph of why it would be a good idea. I only did that on like three slides because I'm like Dr. PowerPoint. Uh, and, and, And she goes, you know what? Okay, I'll do it. So I like putting pelts on the wall. 
I always have uh, winning and, you know, getting our shares up in, in certain situations uh, is my goal. And when I accomplish that, it's such a great feeling. I, I just think it's, you know, one of the best things we do. Um, and I, I look forward to the time where we can actually see like local people are <laughs> face to face. You know, the problem right. now nationally, uh, Lloyd, is a lot of these buyers have moved closer to their families or moved Absolutely. to their perfect location. Yeah. Right. So the days of going in, I just heard a story. Uh, and this is a true story. Someone from Dallas flew to L.A., had four days of calls, um, had maybe six calls scheduled, was only able to complete two. Both were dinners. That doesn't seem like a very efficient use of resources. So I think it's we're a while. Uh, I, even the cat's offices are only back, you know, to one day a week in the office. So it, it's a it'll be a while before national uh, returns to the face to face. Well, and things have changed as they always do. So I go back to that good things and bad things happen to everybody. Change always yep. happens. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just like those people that say, everybody knows they're going to die. Just nobody thinks it's going to happen in their lifetime. Right. right. So it's <laughs> like, well, what? So listen, you've just said something that's just tipped me off in this direction. I hope you'll talk to me after this conversation. I swear to God, sure. the question that's coming, because okay. it's going to be a bit of a surprise for you. Okay. I have a I have a dog who is the joy of my life right now. His name is Spider Man. Yep. he's sixteen pounds, and he does not allow for the recognition of the word no. Like it doesn't matter what you tell him, he is always closing. I, are you like Spider Man? Because you just said something a minute ago that sounded like that Meryl Streep thing, where you said. You know, I like getting the no so that I can do this. And I thought, well, that's interesting. You just said no is your starting point. Well, uh, there's just a lot of no's to radio right now. And one of the things uh, I think is great about what you do, you, you know, having a place to talk about where we are in the media environment. Right. And yes. I, 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 there needs to be more. I don't want to be the only evangelist out there. I know I'm not. I know you're not. But we need more people to be evangelicals. I mean, we do uh, about this industry. Uh, you know, we have a be right future. We absolutely do. And I am very concerned. Uh, like, I'll tell you one of my projects I'm trying to get done. Uh, so I've mentioned this to Brad Kelly at Nielsen with the Arbitron Advisory Council. Um, you know, and I heard what Jerry Del Caliano said, you know, on this same program last week about, you know, his students, uh, you know, no one under 45 listens to the radio. OK, yeah. well, when I first started in radio, uh, Lloyd, you may remember this graphic of the snake. And so back when I started then, uh, that 2534 was the neck of the snake. Well, at this particular date on 2022, uh, that neck is now out of the snake. Right. So mm -hmm. Nielsen needs to get out of the 5564 and add 6574 and 75 plus, because that's why advertising agencies are still asking 2554. And we all know that a 26 year old is different than a 53 year old. Right. Yes. And for no the future of radio for right now, as we get our digital game together, how about taking advantage of the strength of radio? Most of it being 45 plus. I get that then let's document it and show it. 
Well, and as I'm, I'm, I actually have written an article based off of what Jerry said last week about the subject that you're talking about right now that deals with the younger end too, and how to deal with that, that I think mm -hmm. is going to be fascinating as well. So just some things for you to think about coming up. There, do, there does need to be more evangelism for what we are and what we do and the power of us and more effort put into attracting what comes next as well. What advice do you give a seller? I know you have people who will trap you in conversations about this. A seller who wants to go into sales management or maybe wants to be a market manager one day, what, what do you tell them? Well, I, you know, you uh, opened up the program uh, talking about mentorship and, yes. you know, I wonder how many people that aspire uh, to those positions have identified a mentor. Right. And, you know, I, I think that's the first key is to identify a mentor for you. And at the same time, Lloyd, you need to identify someone you can be a mentor to 100%. Underneath, underneath you. Right. right. And right. to be able to show, hey, I'm bringing this person around. I I'm showing them how this digital campaign fits into our terrestrial campaign. This is the problem. This is what we did. And this is the success that we just derived from it. And I just, uh, I just am constantly wondering, you know, do we have that system? See, I am a product of a farm system that I don't believe uh, exists anymore. That's, that's small market to medium market to big, right? Yeah, that's worrisome right there. Yeah, I think that's a problem, Houston. Mm -hmm. And so then let's create it within the business and the clusters that we have right now. And who's doing that? You know, I, I think from an HR perspective, what are you doing to grow your people, which right. I know gets talked about a lot. Um, I know mental health is a big deal right now, but this is part of having a better mental health. When you have someone you can rely to, you can talk to me and I, you know, I can't come back on you. Right. That's what oh, a mentor no. does. How about, no, how about this? This is part of having a better, stronger company. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's good for you, right? Yep. So, you know, I know, I mean, look, you've been so good to us. Uh, you sort of answered this question, but I'm going to rake you over the coals again. Okay. How do you personally see the future of the radio business? Tell us Milt's version of what is coming. Well, my, my version is that uh, all boats audio have risen. <laughs> Yeah. They are rising, and we need to show that, that even with all the, you know, three million podcasts that are out there, uh, you know, that has not uh, affected our greatest reach numbers. It just has not. And, you know, we have a lot of positive research that is coming out, uh, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's from Nielsen, uh, whether it's from Fred Jacobs, you know, yes. uh, uh, there's there's a lot of that being shared. You know, one of uh, one of the things in addition to being mentors is what are you subscribing to to listening to, right? Yeah. I mean, people who in, in in our business ought to be listening to the encouragers, right? And I'm not saying yes. that gratuitously. I'm saying of course that, I would say that. You're, <laughs> you're, I know you can't. I can't. So, but you're giving people different viewpoints, right? Yes. Uh, it, yes. And that is necessary right now. And I think in a lot of companies that back and forth of conversation uh, about the positive things going on in radio are, are not happening. The Burrell 
stuff I thought was some of the best stuff I've seen about what our future is. Unbelievable, right? Just really powerful. Yes. I, and it, it's and it's and it's real. I mean, you know, they did a, a, an actual survey with a number of people to make it, you know, accurate. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. That's the thing. So. Well, listen, here's what I can tell you. I, 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 it's such a joy to spend this time with you. And if you think this is just like, this is Milt because he shows up here and it's impression management. No, this is who he is. <laughs> I want to thank you for being our guest on the Encouragers, the radio rally. It, it really is our joy for sure. Thanks, Lloyd. I, I really enjoyed it. Very fun. So I'm hoping that you're going to say it's okay to stick around for a few minutes in case somebody in our audience might have a question for you. Would that be okay? Sure. Of course. So Absolutely. here's what I can tell you. We, you know, we, we're going to open the room up in case there are questions for you right now. All somebody has to do is push a button down at the bottom. There's a little button to do this and, and uh, they can be brought up onto the stage. A lot of people will not do that. And for that reason, we have also gotten some questions in advance, so don't worry. You will not escape the news. So there are more questions coming for you. Uh, don't forget to look at our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com and see what you can get for free from us to help you, your local radio cluster, your local programming team, and your sellers. Yes, it's stuff that we give away for absolute free. We believe in this thing that we... Uh, we just believe that we can give things away and it will come back to us in other ways. And we're okay with that. So uh, tonight, the encouragers, the radio rally, you can hear clearly has this defined area of sales, which is a big part of being positive about our business. You've heard Milt talk about the positive things that, that makes radio totally unique and i believe that it is still absolutely that way milt i got a couple of questions for you here um that uh that were given to us in advance and um and i'm just going to go ahead and ask them okay so the first one is how is sales changing for radio and changing for the average ae today Wow, that's a loaded one. Uh, well, I would say that it's uh, changed to the degree that you have to uh, do be a student again. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, to be a great radio seller right now, you know, you have to know events. So, you know, we we are we're fortunate to have live performance lounges, right, and yes. to be able to sell into things like that. Um, uh, and still do Country Fest and still have those things. But again, the OTT opportunity, I would, I would try to study as much as I possibly could about what those opportunities and what your uh, broadcast facility uh, actually you know, can control and, right. and put out. We have several vendors that we use um, that are super effective at putting campaigns together. I think the, the seller today, again, we're going away from spots and dots, although I still am embroiled in that nationally, but we're getting away from spots and dots locally to creating campaigns for people that are effective. And oh, I think, oh, oh, you, and wait, and what's a campaign? It's a story. It is a story. Yeah. It is a story. And it involves elements. I mean, you know, now our personalities, you know, are, are doing TikTok videos to support advertiser uh, incentives, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're doing a virtual remote on their phone 
for yes. some of these people. And I, you know, Lloyd, one of the great encouraging things, and it's our it's our wheelhouse, it's our bread and butter, it's the filet mignon, is the number of requests for personality endorsements are still there. That is our strength, and that's what we should lead with, while while providing this digital platform to support there's, it. There's so much research about how messages are spread with authenticity. And, you know, I mean, look, you can look at Geico, right? Geico is an insurance company, right? Mm -hmm. So who is their spokesman? They made up a, (laughs) a, they made something up to represent them. What, what does that tell you? People do not identify with corporations. They identify with people, Right. right? Yeah. And it's so important to mention how many times during this podcast you have mentioned storytelling as an essential part of what radio does, what uh, local businesses need, what uh, salespeople do, really great salespeople. And, and look, I think what you've done in the last hour with us is worth going back and listening to three or four times. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Well, because you pick up new things and this idea around storytelling and how many facets there are to storytelling for us and the fact that sometimes it's a lost art, right? It's very, very important. So here's the final question. And boy, this is a doozy. I'm going to close one eye when I ask this question. You have a lot of experience in radio, Milt. Uh-oh. Would you ever want to be the CEO of a broadcast company? Wow. Yeah. Um, that's the that, that, uh, Well, if Bob Prop is listening to this, I'm going to have to say no. Right, of course. <laughs> you know, just remember I told you about selling up, how important yeah, selling absolutely. up is. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be exciting. I, 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 If I weren't working for Alpha, I would say, yes, I would. Uh, That would that would be something, um, you know, I enjoy this group. I I love looking at this platform. And, you know, I've got, you know, stations from Alaska to South Carolina. I love delving into that. It's Mm -hmm. the 30. It's truly, Lloyd, the 30,000 foot view. uh, And that's super exciting because it's so dynamic. Not to say individual markets aren't because they are in their own way. But this takes it to a new level. And as a CEO, that could be super exciting. But I appreciate the nature of that question. <laughs> Boy, you, you know, you're like, hey, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> it's never bad when that shows up, right? No, no. Listen, wow. so we do try to keep things to about an hour. One of the great things about our live events is that you can listen. Nobody's required to raise their hand and ask questions. People feel real personal about doing that. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for joining us Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally and, of course, on our podcast itself. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, email me. It's easy, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope that you have a great week, like we say, at Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you get anything else you want. If you have trouble understanding what that means, 
please don't hesitate to call me. I would love to share it with you. Our thanks to Bill McConnell from Alpha Media for showing us the way this evening and for being our patient and giving guest. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which will be available if I know Joe in just a few minutes. And a thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share our podcast, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally with others that you know that are interested in growing their careers in audio, selling, or anything in the media business that gravitates toward what we all love, which is radio. Of course, uh, our podcast will be available uh, and is available on Apple, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcast. Remember, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally and the Encouragers.